everyone. Welcome to episode 13 of season two of Contact Lost, a podcast about Polish and international competitive scene. And today, unfortunately, I'm abandoned by my trusty co-host Joker. However, as usual, I managed to bring an awesome guest to talk about an awesome topic. So, ladies and gentlemen, today we talk big bugs and I really can't think of a more suitable player to deep dive into Tyranids than the staple of the Polish national team, Vladi. Hi, man. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining me. Good to have you. Uh, so, Vladi, um, let's get to the let's cut to the chase. Um, you know, it's back for you to Tyranids after a longer yeah. break. Um, you uh, experimented with Chaos, Chaos Knights. You had a very good run with uh, Gene Stealer Cult at some point, and some other factions as well. What made you turn your eyes to Tyranids now? Well, uh, the truth is, it, uh, I'm not actually coming back to Nids uh, after a long time because I've been playing Nids. Uh, repetitively during the last year, during this year, but strictly on TTS. Uh, this is the first time, tomorrow will be the first time I'll be playing bags live on live tournament uh, in like two years and maybe more. Uh, but I've been playing at, playing the army before both bugs, before Octarius and before Today's wide wolf um, uh, for for regularly with my some, with some crazy ideas with even an army with even a brave army so, so so I I was in touch with the army but obviously when we're talking about com- competitive playing uh, bugs are back big time the Octarius set uh, a power of the army. Uh, quite high with uh, very, very good, very strong buffs. Uh, the abilities that Hanit's never had before, like being able to redeploy, like full rerolls to hit, some rerolls to wound. Uh, these are things that Nitz never had, and suddenly it turned quite good units into terribly good units, and medical units into quite good units. So. Even though, as I said on some of the last podcast, last time I was on your podcast, uh, they still struggle with uh, old data sheets and the old the old rules. Uh, so the, the 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 base the characteristic of the units are not too good in this edition, but those new buffs that sets the army on the level, the totally new level in the top of the meta. And it was like that after the Octarius with new buffs, with synaptic links, uh, quite powerful abilities that work um, uh, army-wide. And now with Wide Dwarf, this is getting ridiculous. Um, I already read some reviews of these rules and the general feeling is that these, uh, these rules are terribly powerful and uh, even maybe overly powerful. Um, So wait, wait, so before we we, before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, you know, when the when Octarius dropped, uh, many people deemed that it will it's basically supplement Hiveguard. 
and yes. maybe men maybe like one or, or two more units but it was about high art and you you heard about those lists with 12 18 you've seen manichima you know to take second place i think it was in austin with 17 john lennon with 12 i guess or maybe six um I think yeah i think six. six someone else had 12 but i can't remember who exactly but the, the point is it was all about the hive guard um so does the supplement or now this white dwarf change that and will other units also play not at all it does not uh, it is still mainly codex hive guards but with new white dwarf there are plenty of units that just skyrocketed into uh from being well okay uh to being very powerful uh the the simple the the, the, the my favorite units among those uh harpies harpies were useless well not useless i used them in some games on league 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 games you know, because to 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 use something something different, uh, they were okay, but uh, they lacked a lot of things on the table, especially survivability. Mm -hmm. It was it, it, it was difficult for them to survive uh, a turn of enemy shooting with uh, four plus save, no invulnerable save, and no damage reduction. And now it's completely different. Now in this new uh, stampede with this new stampede rules, uh, they got minus one damage and five plus, five plus invulnerable save, and you can even buff them bigger. You can give them four plus. You can one unit, of course. You can give a unit four plus invulnerable save from power. You can still give it four plus uh, feel no pain from power. Uh, you can give it uh, transhuman from gem, stratagem. So suddenly, big creatures of the needs got a lot of buffs. So it, I think it is no longer strictly Codex uh, Hivegods, but still uh, uh, two units of Hargards are going to be a core mm -hmm. element of most armies because they, uh, they kept... Um, th these are the basis of Tyranid killing power. All other units are better, much, much better, and have their uses. But hive guards are the things that you kill your opponent's things with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the rest of uh, the rest of the army is simply keeping the enemy away from the hive guard, <laughs> or or doing other stuff like taking objectives, uh, harassing enemy, shooting units, uh, do, doing different stuff. But if you really want to kill something, there's nothing in the trains army like like have got to do that uh, you can this you know argue that there may be some other units in trying army uh, that can do some things better like i don't know dimacharaon can uh, kill some tough units better because of its uh, high damage but um uh, if you, you want a steady unit that will put a lot of harm into your, into your opponent wherever he is Without line of sight, I've got, well, uh, are this the unit? Is it, this is the unit to kill uh, your opponent's army? Yep. And, and is it, it is stays it, it that just, way. 
one, one question, is it still, you know, can we now call it supplement Leviathan, basically? Is it only about Leviathan or, or does this army of renown work with other high fleets as well? Yeah, it does work with other um, high fleets, but not that good. The reason for that is that when you use this Stampede, this army of renown rules, you don't get the high, uh, high fleet adaptation. So no uh, army traits for those units. They still keep the uh, keyword uh, high fleet, but um, but they don't use the adaptation. Therefore, um, you lose the things that made uh, on, uh, the fleet special on the codex, mm -hmm. uh, and they do not have much otherwise. Uh, unlike Leviathan, that got a lot of new stuff. Uh, uh, and even though the uh, units in the Stampede the Army of Renown, uh, they lose the Leviathan uh, Hive Adaptation, so, so they lose free no pain, they still got a lot of uh, new rules, uh, powerful uh, world trade, powerful stratagems that other uh, Hive fleets do not have. So basically, uh, I think it's obvious that Leviathan is going to be the top dog, still the top dog. Though I'm not sure if the Army of Renown uh, forbids you from taking two high fleets. I do think so. Uh, and therefore, I think this Leviathan is going to be dominating force. And it, so it is going to be a, a Codex Leviathan Hive Guards. All right. Though, though, as I said, other units, especially monster units, with this new army of renowned rules are going to be very good as well. Right. So, so uh, armies of renown, as we know them, uh, you know, as we've experienced them so far, those are usually the ones where something gets uh, a buff, but then there are certain restrictions for them. What are the buffs here? Can we bite into it? And what are the restrictions? And are those well, restrictions that actually you know hinder maybe, gameplay? Or, well, or well, let's, let's mm -hmm. start with restrictions. Okay. Uh, you cannot have anything in a whole army that does have one or two wounds. So all your units in your army can have only three wounds per model uh, or more. It is a solid limitation because uh, the tyrannids that were run until now, based on the Octarius uh, supplement, um were built around hive guards that was the main killing power of the army and uh, a lot of one wound units to take objectives mm -hmm. uh, hive guards and uh, thermagons gowns these are where the units that you took the table with yeah, you took objectives from your opponent with that units there were the these are OPSEC units, so they could do it easily. Uh, they um, can move uh, a few times during the turn because of the stratagem, because of the um, swarm's ability. So they were very mobile. Uh, so it is a solid limitation. Though this is a limitation that you can work around. There are different solutions. You, but basically, you have to. Uh, access to troop units because you can take warriors and warrior basic warrior is just four points uh, more expensive than just 
so it is not that difficult you can you take uh, a five man warrior unit and you pay only uh, 85 points for it so it's not a steal it's yeah that's crazy it's, it's doable and moreover if you take like me uh, a terrigon you can save uh, some points in your list to spawn uh, termagans during the game uh, there are not in your army uh, when you build it so they you work around this limitation so you still can uh, play with one unit uh, models on during the game uh, this way uh, and they can do a lot of things on the table they can take objectives they can uh, make octarius uh, mission and things like that so you can work around it it's it is a solid limitation but it's not a game breaker uh, you also have to have uh, all you can only have a tyrannid uh, tyrannids in this army and I think from single high fleet more so this is also a solid limitation considering how many alpha strikes there are now in the in the uh, meta there are thousand sounds, there are grain knights and uh, other uh, offensive uh, armies can uh, charge into your forces in the, on the first turn, like um, some versions of Admech and some Marines. Uh, and when you have blips from Gensler Cult, even the small detachment of Gensler Cult detachment, uh, you can protect yourself from that. You can take uh, walkers, you can have sentinels to uh, make a pregame move to push your uh, opponent's deep strikes away from your lines. You can just use blips to force your opponent to all, all, uh, move not farther than nine inches away from those blips, uh, protecting your main units, uh, your main train units. This is an important thing when you take an Tyranid army to the competitive tournament. Uh, it's an important thing to think about. But uh, you can't take that when you take this army of known. So it is another major limitation. But I do think that the things you get in return um, are worth it, are simply worth it because the buffs you get in return are huge. And those buffs are simply, you get flat five plus invulnerable on everything in your army. You must understand that Tyranids uh, is an army when only sighters have some form of invulnerable safe. And suddenly, suddenly you get that invulnerable safe on everything in your army from monsters to other pre-wins models like Hive Gods, you suddenly have Hive Gods with 5 plus invulnerable save for God's sake. <laughs> and so, so you suddenly have things you always wanted uh, and now you have access to it. And moreover, on your monster units, not only they have minus one damage, so there are suddenly very, very uh, tough compared to what how tough they were a day ago and um, they also count on objective uh, the wounds so uh, how many wounds they have left means how many models there are on the objectives uh, 
objective. So uh, you can make a great use of that during the game. A huge a terrain model with big number of wounds can take uh, an objective unless it is um, uh, taken unless there are some objective secured units of the opponent close by. And even that you can work around because Leviathan has a stratagem that can give one unit OPSEC. So you can uh, uh, make an Harpy OPSEC, move it 30 inches uh, and uh, park it on opponent objective where, where uh, and that model will count as 12 more, 12 model OPSEC. Annoying. So it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a huge path. It's a huge path. And it doesn't stop there. There are new powers, and these powers, uh, there are always, there's always a situation in games. Workshop gives new powers to an army, and you can always bet. You could, in the past, always bet that one or two, one, two, three of those powers are going to be useless. But it is not the case here. So here they're OP. There are. Um, I don't think they're OP, but they are use, useful. Mm -hmm. uh, every single one of them is useful. I don't think they're OP because they just improve your arm, your models a bit. But it's an important bit. For example, one of the powers is uh, it gives a more a model, a model, a model four plus in vulnerable safe. So it is a good power, but it is a very good power for single model unit. Yeah. It's not that good for hybrids, but uh, jumping from, uh, you have to uh, remember that the whole army has 5 plus in one of SF, so jumping to 4 plus is not that much of a buff. But if you really want a unit, especially that 12 wound obsec harpy to survive on an objective, then this 4 plus in one of suddenly looks very, very nice. Yeah, it's massive. Uh, and, uh, uh, the other power is uh, full reels in close combat. So you have uh, and the access to full reels from uh, uh, from World of Trade, from Leviathan, and suddenly you have access to, uh, to you can give other units full reels, only in close combat, but uh, uh, you can uh, make uh, very good use of it. And the first power is D3, uh, more attacks to a unit, and considering that uh, the monster and monster suddenly got much, much better. This is also a huge power. For example, uh, fly, fly runs, flying tyrants, um, have tyrants. They were suffering uh, from a slow number of attacks. They had, they, you could buff them to have uh, really good characteristics, really good strength, damage, AP, but a uh, small number of attacks meant that if opponent had invulnerable safe, their effectiveness was limited. Yeah, you were but, bouncing off your enemy. Suddenly, if you, you can buff your, your uh, firearms with additional degree attacks, uh, suddenly he gets a lot, a lot better. Of course, it's still a bit random because one attack is not that huge above. But if you keep constantly roll, you can if you can constantly roll about this two attacks, this is a huge buff. This is also a huge buff. So, so, so all the powers is... are useful, mm -hmm. useful, 
and, uh, it, and they can be, uh, if, you, if used properly, they can change the title of the battle. So, so uh, and uh, surprisingly, surprisingly useful powers for for the uh, for the new uh, army of renown. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, uh, and uh, this is still not the end. Um, this this army of renown got also uh, new stratagems, uh, right. and these stratagems, come on. For one CP, you when the monster unit from uh, Trani army from this from this uh, formation uh, charges the opponent, you roll the number of dices that unit have wounds. So if you charge with I don't know harpy, you roll twelve dices. It it counts it counts the current number of wounds. So it's not that powerful. You can walk around it, but mm -hmm. if you charge a fully a fully healthy um, uh, higher number, uh, happy on the unit, you get 12 rolls. And now, uh, if your strength is higher than enemy toughness, you roll on 3 plus. If it's equal, it's 4 plus. If the toughness is bigger, it's 5 plus. For every roll, the successful roll, you inflict one mortal wound. Up to six, there's a cap at six, mm -hmm. but still, suddenly, <clears throat> that simple stratagem. For one CP, changes your monster, any monster, from completely useless in combat like Harpies to being able to kill two rights just like that Pretty automatically much. with no with no save and no ability to come back because it worked in charge phase the strategy. Yeah. So so suddenly you can kill six racks. Maybe not six. They have no pain, but. You can kill whole unit of one-on-one models uh, simply by looking at them in the charge phase. Yeah, you could uh, kill you like can... half of a Vanguard veteran squad without even fighting yet, uh, just getting into the fight. Yeah, it's just it's capped at six uh, mortal wounds, but still, it suddenly uh, very cheaply uh, increases the, um, the killing capabilities of monster units in this. And in Tyranid army, in this army of renown, it's a huge path. And there are other stratagems that are similarly powerful. Well, the main one of the main stratagems that Games Workshop is uh, spamming everywhere is transhuman. Yeah, and it's yeah. one one CP transhuman. It's two CP when you use it on the unit that has. Uh, Five models or six models, can't remember. But if you cast it on the on the use it on the one model unit, it's it's just one CP. So you can uh, use this one CP to save your important big creature. Uh, it's a huge another huge thing, really, because you can save your creatures from anything that wants uh, on automatic two plus for uh, all the uh, last cannons suddenly uh, and last cannons in dark lances. In some cases, uh, suddenly gets a lot worse uh, against your big big bags. Uh, well, I don't think any. I need to convince anyone that transhuman that you can use on any unit is a good thing. Uh, there are some other stratagems. Uh, they are also quite useful. Uh, maybe not all of them that much. 
there's a very good stratagem uh, that you can use on monster during a charge, but it's an expensive one. It costs two CPs and it gives you, uh, you can use it when charging monster or vehicle and it gives you plus one, hit, plus one to hit, plus one to wound and plus one to damage. So if you charge of, um, with a powerful uh, Turanid monster like uh, Swarm Lord or uh, Fly Rant or, or something like that on something and you really want that dead, then this is a, a, a very nice stratagem mm -hmm. to use. Um, uh, there's also some less useful stratagem that gives ad additional minus free to leadership if you, if you uh, do some damage and uh, uh, what else? Transhuman, this uh, mortal spam, and uh, what else? Uh, I'm, I'm just reading the, the last one. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you get the fight after death. Uh, Tyrannis actually had uh, the same stratagem, a similar stratagem. But it was used only, it could have been used only on the uh, character units. And now all the monsters can fight after death. And this is a difference from the codex. Uh, they, when they do a fight after death, they do that on the top bracket. Yeah, so, and it's, and it's uh, I think there is this important bit that makes them better than for example i don't know i play space wolf so i can talk about wolfen where with wolfen you could say they are powerful because they fight after death but wolfen have this caveat that they can only fight after death if they haven't fought yeah. and in tyranids i think uh the death surge stratagem because this is the one that we are talking about i think it, it doesn't care about that bit so it, it, even it if this unit not. fought sorry it does not it yeah, does exactly. not so you can you can spam it if you want it. So, uh, so there's that, and suddenly those two, those two stratagem, uh, when they, uh, when they, you put them on the top of the, uh, the, the stratagems from Octarius, then you have three layers of stratagem to use during your games. You have codex stratagems, mind you, these codex stratagem for needs are actually very, very powerful and very good. Some of them are outdated, but some of them are really good, like overrun. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to convince anyone that shooting twice or fighting twice is a good stratagem. But there are some other very nice stratagems in, in, in um, Trident Codex. And you get another layer of good stratagems and Octarius you know, from Leviathan High Fleet, for Leviathan High Fleet. And then now you get another layer of good stratagems in uh, this army of renown so uh, there's a lot of stratagems to use and maybe it's a good thing that you cannot take a pat um, just a patrol because you need all those uh, command points um a single a single battalion or single um uh, patrol uh, detachment gives you so uh these the the Turanians for a long time suffered from not being not having those layered abilities mm -hmm. from different different sources. Like and all old codices, suddenly yeah. they suddenly in, in Octarius they got synaptic links, and then they got another layer of uh, rules from these benefits from this army of renown. 
and uh, with this accumulating draft suddenly this army is i think one of the top armies at the moment because oh, wow. uh, i do think so well let's be honest you just you just mentioned at the at the beginning of the of the podcast that uh, after the octarius top players took uh turns to different tournaments with good results many uh john lennon some other people and um uh so the army was actually top uh, and was playing on top tables on the big tournaments um just after, just with octarius mm-hmm. and, and now you get this ridiculous another layer of powerful abilities that you have to sacrifice something to to take but uh, but it's i think it's worth it because it gives you ja- a lot of buffs a lot of different buffs and as i uh, and i i only didn't finish because you see you there's also new uh roller traits oh yeah we didn't get to that one uh, I, i've seen war- there's something like savage fury for wolves as well like exploding sixes or double exploding sixes even uh, uh well that free free new um world traits but actually these are um things of the low lower interest in the whole and this army of renown because you actually have to i think must haves uh, from like the Octarius uh, that fill your um, two spots that you have for for royal traits, uh, you have uh, rerolls, so chap- mm-hmm. uh, chapter commander role for the needs, and you have uh, redeploy two units, um, uh, and this this is extremely important. I just played the game like two days ago with new with new army with this new army of renown rules and uh the ability to be to redeploy to new and save me the game uh so basically i do think that whatever is in this world of traits new world of traits um it cannot compare with those two world of traits from octarius book but if we're getting to that uh, you get a new six inch aura um in which all your monsters uh, have additional hits on sixes um you have uh, a world trait for d3 additional attacks and um uh, you have a world trait that gives you minus one to hit and uh in- improve combat attrition test for opponents mm-hmm. uh within three inches from your warlord by one so <clears throat> it's not that powerful but as i said uh the the world trade for octarius are so good uh that those three even though they are very quite useful they probably will not get much joy unless unless you're uh trying to build um some kind of uh for example fl- killing close combat uh close combat fly run you can actually with those rules make a quite good fly round with two bone swords with relic that gives you no in that allows no invulnerable saves against your attacks mm-hmm. you can improve those bone swords with adaptation to give your your fly round seven strength minus four uh fall damage fall damage flat Insane. you uh you can give it a warrior trait to give it to to make it plus d3 attacks 
-hmm. and you can use also on it uh, uh, power uh, to give it additional defree attacks and suddenly you can have uh, around eight nine attacks that invulnerable saves that hit with minus four damage four explode uh, and you can even make it explode with leviathan stratagem so basically so basically you can make a decent if not op um, yeah. killer uh, with those new rules so tell uh, me because uh, one question because i i i haven't had enough i only played tyranids once uh this edition after my comeback uh, so i i don't know whether they have this rule that space marines for example do where you can um nominate a bunch of uh, unnamed characters to be to have a warlord trait uh no. so you cannot do that in tyranids no oh, you have be. alpha <laughs> alpha beast you have an alpha beast stratagem that allows your warlord to take another warlord trait and it, since it's a Leviathan stratagem, it has to be a Leviathan warlord trait. So mm -hmm. you, you have one freebie that you can take whatever you want, and you have one Leviathan stratagem that you can have on your warlord, additional one, and that's all. Okay. Yeah. So, but for that, you need to wait for the Codex, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do think that uh, those two warlord traits are quite enough. Well, definitely quite sufficient. Are quite <laughs> enough. Uh, well, at least you have some choice to make now, because with this uh, new um, Army of Renault's uh, World Trade, you can, as I said, create a, a nice uh, fly run uh, combat uh, beast. And uh, so you have to make those choices now. If you do want to go that way, or maybe you have you want to take those stratagems from Octarius that are maybe a bit more strategic, mm -hmm. uh, especially this redeployment of two units. For me as a competitive player, this is a, a simple choice because uh, being able to redeploy after the opponent deployed his units is extremely important and simply can save you games or win you games by itself. Yeah, I remember when you played uh, Inari, when you played Orcs, I think the, the redeploy was one of your core mechanics to use. So uh, I'm completely not surprised that you're enjoying well, this one. It's, I don't like to use uh, uh, examples from games because uh, every game is different and mm -hmm. you can always argue that the opponent may get a mistake and it, it, it's going to be difficult to repeat that. But uh, as I said, two days ago, it saved me game saved me a game when I played an uh, aggressive admin list that was able to deploy the big unit of Wrath Stalkers 9 just from my army. The opponent uh, deployed the, the big unit of Wrath Stalkers at the flank um, behind some of those blocking terrain um, and started the game. So if I didn't have this redeploy, he would have moved uh, close to my units, uh, charged my half guards, charge my stone crusher carnifex, kill them both, or at least kill carnifex and uh, engage uh, hive guards, and, I, and, and they would be useless for the rest of the game. Yeah, and I was right. able to redeploy those two units on the other flank, and therefore uh, deny my opponent the ability to do something important with those Rath Stalkers in the first turn. So basically, uh, 
competitively speaking, this is, I think, the most important strat uh, world trade now for the needs. Mm, uh, and, mm -hmm. and those those world trades from the Army of Loan are not getting close to that. That's what I think. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so let's get into the Army itself. Now, you know, taking into consideration, I understand that you're probably leaning more towards um, uh, the Army of Renown than, than an ordinary army. Yeah, so so let's get into, let's think, first of all, CPs. You said there there is a ton of stratagems to use. So yeah. if, if you're building a competitive list now, I know that, for example, there is um, a, a sparring with Team Canada upcoming. So you yeah. probably already have a list on mind. How many C CPs will you have at hand to, to, to use? And, and how fast do you burn uh, through them? First, we're playing a sparring against Canada now. Uh, I'm playing Grey Knights with my niece, but I'm using all lists, only uh, Octavius, let's say, let's call it Octavius okay. list, because obviously White Wolf uh, went uh, out day after our pairings, so uh, it will not be used during the sparing. Understood. Uh, uh, so, so uh, uh, I, I can't say, if my, with the army of renown that I will be playing in the future, I will have so I will start the game with 11. Uh, I will lose only one uh, CP to give another warlord trade to my warlord from mm -hmm. Alpha B stratagem, and that's gonna be it. Uh, I think it's a bit different with uh, without this army renown. Without it, I take uh, Patrol Gensler Cult to be able to use blips and Sentinel um to push alpha strikers away and i take also um, adaptation uh, on the uh Thervigon, uh to give it five plus invulnerable self that army of known gets just by being army of known but i need to take that on the Thervigon to to for it to be more survivable as normally Thervigon does not have invulnerable self so basically, I start with eight CPs uh, when I play my needs um, based purely on uh, Octarius supplement. Which is still a decent number. I can work with that, yeah. Just remember that when I play uh, Octarius based needs, I have uh, Jensters my army. And Jensters have a nice stratagem in the Codex when they kill a character, they can use one CP to return to me the three CPs. So, uh, of course, it, it, will, it can have potential as well. Trade uh, 33% uh, of not doing nothing, of doing nothing. But uh, if you roll two or three, uh, you get one or two CPs back. Uh, so you, you can keep those num number of those CPs quite high uh, during the game if you are able to roll high and if you are able to kill car enemy characters with strength plus. Yeah, so I wanted to ask, how, how reliable is that and how often does it happen that you do? Oh, it usually happens. I get to, in most games, I get to roll once per game for <clears> that. Uh, once per game for that. Uh, sometimes I would have rolled if I still had one stratagem to spend, but I, but in the later uh, later turns, I usually do not have any stratagems to spend, 
So even though my genes are still killing characters, uh, I don't have um, uh, CPs to, to, to be able to produce more CPs. But usually in the first three turns, I am able to use it at least once. Uh, lately, I've been playing against Thousand Sun and, and Thousand Suns like two games in a row, and I was able to use that stratagem in both games. Oh, wow. Okay. Sounds good. So now we spoke <laughs> about CPs and about CP cost and, and stratagems, but you know, let's, let's talk about maybe um, building an army. Would you say, because the, the costs of units, I don't think have changed. Um, no. are, those are those costs okay? Are you able to take everything that you feel you need or are the units maybe overpriced? Mm, it's a difficult question. Uh, based on the, um, the data sheet, the characteristics, uh, most of Turanian units are terribly overpriced, mm -hmm. especially monsters. Uh, they're hugely, ridiculously overpriced. When you compare any uh, Turanian monster, more at least more, most of them, to, I know, like Talos, to things like Talos, or to things like um, uh, Dread Knights or something like that. Uh, they are ridiculously overpriced. But if you take in, into consideration the rules from these new army of renown, then suddenly they stop being ridiculous at all. And this is a very important part about this army of renown because the previous armies um, that got the army of renown, like Admech, like Orcs, like, they, mm -hmm. they, uh, they actually have a choice because, uh, for example, orc vehicles are good on their own. So you have a choice. You can improve them by losing infantry or take infantry and keep their, uh, keep, keep infantry and have, still have good uh, vehicles with decent shooting or use infantry and have even better vehicles. Uh, it would turn it, you don't have that choice. Because uh, you, you those monsters are mostly useless without the army of renown. Mm -hmm. So you have also uh, you have only a choice to not have monsters and use hive guards and uh, one one wound models with basing um, basing your army on Octarius uh, on Leviathan, or you can uh, use monsters. And, but if you want to use monsters, you have to go for the army of renown. There's no other way. As I said, the Kartik that I played at those are very old and the units are terribly overpriced and without it, they do not work. Okay. So what is an example list that you have in your head for the army of renown? What would you take uh, and what is the game plan for that list? No, yeah. I'm testing things now. Uh, I started uh, testing the army with uh, two big units of Hargard and Swarmlord and Tervigon. This is a base. This is a base on, on in both lists. On uh, also the, the list on Octavius and the list on this army of renown. Uh, but I took in this army of renown two harpies. I uh, find them very useful with the new rules. Uh, one stone cruncher, carnifex, and one barbed hero duel, and some warriors to 
to to to have infantry for to take objectives to take uh, to have opsec just you know like that and to be able to make banners uh, mission mm -hmm. and uh, I also leave 100 points to be able to spam two thermagent units out of Tergion to have even more infantry to have uh, if I really need to have be to be able to make Octavius a mission uh, safely to those units uh, to be able to screen use them use them as a screen and, uh, 10 units of infantry have a lot of uses in the game as long as they are not too expensive. And these thermogans are not too expensive, especially that they cannot be destroyed on the first time because they are produced by Tervigon. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it, this is a way, as I said at the beginning, a way to work around this limitation of not having uh, one wound models in the army. I actually can do that by, by uh, spawning uh, thermoguns, but I need to have points uh, reserved in the list for them as they cost uh, points. Okay, so I remember hearing uh, or listening to, to, to some other podcasts when, uh, when Octarius came out and people were praising Lictors for the ability to, you know, to easily score engage and so on. Uh, well, would you consider them as well or uh, well, not really? You, well, uh, no. I would not, but the reason for that is not based on any of those supplements. It is based on new missions. Uh, the missions were changed, and mm -hmm. you, you cannot. They are basically Octa the lictors are useless when you want to make Octavius data mission because you need to, you fail to plus with them, and uh, you cannot do uh, engage. engage with them because they. You can do that only with three model units. So basically, unless you want to do some shenanigans with preserves, when you want to drop some, I don't know, uh, devil gaunt, uh, devil gaunt unit on the table uh, close to the lictor, because a lictor has a stratagem that allows that to happen. Uh, unless you want to do that, that kind of shenanigans, the lictors are useless now. Mm, okay, that's a shame. But on the other hand, there's so much. So there are so many other things that you can take that uh, yep. you know, uh, definitely can be skipped. All right. So uh, so with that list that you've mentioned, uh, what is the game plan, uh, or how how does Vladi play his Tyranids? Will that be sort of an aggressive play style where you swarm the table? It's I think it's, it's well, you know the, the list is slower than the uh, ordinary well, list. So, is it though? Oh yeah, that's my question. Is it though? Yeah, it does not have one. Or it does not have uh, reveners or genslers to move quickly around the table mm -hmm. to take the objectives. But it have, as I said, twelve wound harpy that you can be given obsec and have thirty movement, so it can take any objective from your face if you do not have twelve models on it and obsec on it. So uh, in terms of taking objectives from the opponent, uh, I've seen an improvement actually, um, especially that you can buff that Harpy um, defensively so high that he can actually survive on that objective. <clears throat> so uh, the arm is different a bit. Uh, it seems slower, but it's 
still can use some of its abilities, harpies, spawning termagants to take objectives from the opponent. Uh, it may be too slow for me now. I have to think it through a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I used one stone crush con effects because it had decent um, vehicle killing ability, but I do think it is a bit slow. I'm taking it to tomorrow to the to the live tournament, so I'll be still testing it. But I do think now it, that those con effects are just too slow. Um, I need to figure something else out for them uh, <clears throat> in their in their place. So um, it plays a bit different, but for example, what you can do with this new list, you can put things on the objectives and hope it survives. You never were able before to do that with needs. For example, uh, eight, um, eight uh, Ballistari, the uh, last common Ballistari, Cogni's last common Ballistari, eight of them, shot uh, the hero duel in the first turn with all the buffs and did not manage to kill it oh, wow. and and uh, well i have five plus uh, invulnerable safe i have minus one damage and i can now i have defensive stratagem in form of transhuman so suddenly this big creature is not that easy to kill without any buffs and when I start a game, I can give it four plus invulnerable safe. I can give it five plus field of pain. And suddenly, this beast, when it gets on the objective, it can be an OPSEC unit. As 18 model OPSEC unit on the objective with four plus, with four plus field, mm -hmm. uh, invulnerable safe, with minus one damage, with uh, five plus field of pain. And suddenly, killing it is, can be. A challenge it can be really a challenge especially that can also use transhuman is on it as i said so uh, the tactic changes previously i used one model unit or or even some something fast moving units to sacrifice on an enemy objective taking them away from the opponent uh, now i can change that tactic a bit because i have units that can put on the objective with OPSEC and they can survive on that objective. So uh, it, it's a bit different game plan, a different game plan. Uh, we'll see how it works uh, after a few games. Yeah, so there is one thing that, that, that bugs me still. <laughs> no pun intended, but uh, one thing that bugs me about this army, and it's the same reason why I don't use uh, my Thunderwolf Cavalry, for example, which is huge bases and uh, difficulties with terrain. So how do you overcome that? Because even with, with the Harpies that you praise so much, it's a flyer base. So you say oh. that you can easily place that model on, on an objective, but if the op opponent places his units in such a way that you cannot place that huge base, you don't score that objective. Well, uh, first, it's a bit much to say that praise Harpy. I just noticed how uh, much better they got. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, secondly, uh, you we're getting into details. And when getting into details, you can say that if an opponent stays, have something objective, it's difficult to place a base. 
then I re respond, then I kill that thing that permits me from getting on the objective <laughs> with with shooting and I use high commander ability to move that copy still on the objective. There's no obviously an obvious tactic to any gameplay is to block your opponent to get from getting on the objective. It works against any army and any unit. Of course, flyer bases are huge, but still they only need to get with small part of it on the objective True. to take it, right? So honestly, even though I play Barbet Hero Duel, I play Barbet Hero Duel a lot during the last two years on TTS, and I rarely had a problem with moving it around the table. And I mean, WTC tables that I have used a lot of ruins that make it uh, difficult for big units to move around. And I never had a problem with moving those big units around. So I don't think this is much of a problem, really. Okay, so the, the army is not very much table reliant. Is that what you're saying? Well, if you have uh, 12 high guards that can, you can buff to the limit. Uh, no terrain is a problem for you. And if you have, moreover, uh, if you really, really fast units, either harpies or some infantry, then you can use the stratagem to move around again. Then you can use swarm lord's ability to move again. Um, these uh, mobility issues fade away very quickly. Okay, that's great. And um, now, you know, you are a player that uh, tries to be, from what I see at least, tries to be at as many team tournaments as possible. Partially yeah. because you're preparing to um, to WTC, yeah. partially yeah. just because as most pro players, you probably appreciate team tournaments more. Um, so how does this army fit a team tournament setting? Um, is it, you know, a, a, a sword army? Is it a shield army? Is it uh, good well, for team compositions? It's difficult to say because honestly, uh, this Canada Spying is going to be the first tournament, first um, a team play that I'm going to, that we are going as a team, be playing with uh, Needs Army uh, after Octavius. So I don't, I, I can't reliably uh, answer that question now. Uh, it would be unprofessional for me to, mm. to say those things without much, much more testing. And I, it's not like I'm, like I'm going to test uh, needs uh, based basically only on Octarius anymore because I'll probably switch to to this new formation mm -hmm. uh, and uh, how that is gonna impact the the the, the pairings is it gonna to be a mainstay army or attacking army we're gonna see I I, we, I have to think that through okay yeah that's fair so is this an army that um can give you the maximum points? Is it like a, an army that, I don't know, reliably does a lot of 20 zeros in, in tournaments? And I'm not talking about the Army of Renown because obviously you haven't played that uh, enough yet, but Tyranids after Arctarius. Is that an army that dominates the opponent, that tables the opponent, or does it win, but, you know, like 11-9? Yes and no. Okay. Yes, if you face an army, that have um, a characteristic um, 
that have units that your hive guards work good against that you will be tabling your opponent. Like, I don't know, I played two first games after Octarius, I played, I played against Greynard, and they stood no chance. The game was over after two turns. Uh, I'm killing, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm in range, if need any range, it's not like I'm doing anything brilliant, it's just dice rolling. Uh, I kill three Dread Knights per turn, stuff like that with with a top so <laughs> so if you if your opponent loses three dreadnights in turn and he has five in the army um <clears throat> and, and then he next turn he uses loses 60 percent of his infantry <laughs> and what, what, what chance that he has yeah and yeah, uh, yeah but but there are different armies that this uh, that have got terribly struggle to destroy, for example, uh, big monsters of uh, Drukhari, uh, Talons, Kronoses. Um, it's difficult to, they have huge success, so you have problem with destroying them. They have invulnerable save, they have minus one damage because, of course, uh, nowadays uh, those Kronoses and, um, and Talons run with minus one damage, so. Yeah. Uh, you inflict usually one damage on them with hive guards, and they have five plus final pain. So it's very difficult to reliably destroy them with hive guards, and you have nothing else. Yeah, and they have uh, no other ranks, so. no mm -hmm. other units that have a killing power, enough killing power. Um, so you have to play around them. Use them. Use this. Uh, obsecure your obsecure units to take objectives from the opponent, and uh, you will not be tabling the opponent, you will be winning, but not by far. It's not gonna be a huge win, okay? So, um, does this army actually okay? First of all, what is this army afraid of? Uh, you said Drukari, yeah, I've heard about that. So, Talos, Kronos, Grotesque, it, it depends, but uh -huh. all the needs that I ever played. Always have problems with armies that can move during uh, psychic phase. Mm -hmm. So, uh, fortunately for now, it's not like those armies are best on the tables. Harlequins still play. There are some players who use craft uh, words still. Uh, Chaos is not used that much because. Because though nowadays they have limitations to use warp time, you can only cast warp time on your on your legion units. So, and uh, you know, chaos space marines are not that good an army now. So the use of that is limited. But still, if your opponent has an ability to move again in the different phase than movement phase then you struggle against it because simply he gets straight into your hive guard and you have no way of protecting them uh, in some effective way. And if those hive guards are not get killed, they get engaged and you have a few smites to free them. And if that doesn't work, your hive guard units fall more uh, close to 300 points do mm -hmm. are, are doing nothing 
So all those armies that have uh, either alpha strike that can move around your defenses or some kind of uh, double movement that can move around your defenses, those armies are a problem. And hybrid probably don't like planes very much. Well, well, planes are flyers. I mean, uh, are a unit that can move around your defenses. Yeah. Because you cannot stop them. There's no way of, of stopping them. So they move to your back door and shoot hive guards without, with impunity. The problem is with new uh, Army of Renown, those hive guards are quite, um, quite well uh, tough. They have five plus invulnerable safe, and you can use um, a stratagem to transhuman on them, and it's not that easy to kill them no more. So uh, it's just another argument to take army of renown, unfortunately, instead of just pure nids. Okay, so I think uh, you know last question that I have is uh, both for those who will be playing against this army and uh, people who want to play this army. Uh, and maybe could 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 learn something from you. Uh, does this army play the mission well? So how? What is your choice of secondaries, for example, and and how does it play to the primary? I think we discussed primary. But... Well, the answer is it depends. It, <laughs> As always. It, it depends how you build your army. If you play your army to play to play around those secondaries then you will be doing secondaries. If you do not, you will not. Uh, the simplest uh, example for it is um, the, the, the basic build of needs uh, leans you strongly towards um, to the last, because you have to the last on two units of hive guards and a swarm of these are units that do not quite die quick. If you lose your hive guards and swarm rot quick, then you lost the game anyway. So. Uh, this is an obvious pick. Uh, and then there is another, you need to pick something from Battlefield Supremacy uh, because it's uh, these the secondaries are easy to do. So you take engage or stronger hold. And with uh, Hive Guard being able to destroy anything within uh, 36 inches, stronger hold seems like a good idea now uh, because you don't have to really sacrifice um, units uh, playing engage that much. Uh, <clears throat> when you take stronger hold, you can just take sit on three objectives and wipe your opponent from a single objective, and you score your points. Uh, and the third one is obviously the most difficult one. Uh, if your opponent builds army uh, in a specific way, so you you have. You can, if you can take like a Titan Hunter of uh, bring it down or assassinate, something like that, then you obviously go for it. Uh, but if not, then you are left with uh, Octarius Data or Rise the Banners, basically, or some kind of warp, Warpcraft. Uh, but these, and I, I find Warpcraft generally, all these secondaries from Warpcraft very unreliable. So I would go for other banners or Octarius data and try to do Octarius with um, those spawning termagants and those warriors that I have, uh, hoping that I will get enough points uh, from it 
to make it count. Uh, but if there are enough objectives on the table, then obviously um, I would go for uh, raise the banners, especially that with this new army of renown, you can actually uh, put a lot of models on the on the uh, on the objectives because all the monsters in the unit count every single wound as a single model. Mm -hmm. So you you put a lot of wounds, so you put a lot of models on those. Uh, objective so you can keep those banners um, on your objectives without your opponent taking them away from you. Okay, so I think that's it about Tyranids. Yeah. I mean, we, we've spoken about them for an hour, but I, I still have one question that uh, that I also wanted to ask. How do you like the newly announced missions uh, and the changes to them? Are, are those changes for the better? Are they complicating things un unnecessarily? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that uh, before the podcast. I still don't know because actually, well, if you're talking about these missions that were the changes to the secondaries that we know about, uh, I don't think they're good. <laughs> I don't think they're, they're they're done in the right direction mm -hmm. uh, because uh, they. I do think that they're shifting the balance not in the right direction. They are limiting the use of uh, five model or a few model forward units. Those forward units are used, uh, in my opinion, uh, have a generic use uh, in form of taking some kind of objective in the middle, in the no man's land, sometimes yeah. the opponent, and they there are never, there are never uh, or almost never uh, objective security units. They are not troops. They are the fast attacks of allied uh, scouts, like uh, some commandos, things like that. So uh, reveners, even uh, those units uh, that were very use useful previously uh, for taking, for being able to take those objectives, like engage, like uh, like Octarius, suddenly are not that useful or are completely useless, like lictors. Uh, I don't find that change good because tell me, do you recognize before the changes the fact that lictors could make you engage or that I know Reveners, Creveners could take engage or make Octarius or that, I don't know, crypto trials could take Octarius, make Octarius on engage. Did you recognize that as a problem for competitive playing? No, absolutely not. No, I, I, didn't, I did not either. So what are they fixing? What, yeah, ex yeah. what exactly those changes fix? What problems, what OP units those problems fix? missions fix, I do not see any. In fact, I was expecting um, a, a different change. I was expecting a change uh, to take away from flyers, from aircraft, the ability to make engage. That would make sense yeah. because I find that a problem for competitive playing. Why the fuck aircrafts do engage? They do not take any other objectives. You cannot do any other objectives with them. Why can you do engage with them? 
it makes no sense. These are units that are not chargeable, but uh, by the units without fly. So they, for, against some armies, they are unkillable or close to unkillable. Why do they make engage? This I find a problem. I, you can argue about this uh, role for flyers. Can they make? Should they make engage? This is a problem of discussion. But if you if you want to find a, a, a problem for competitive playing, competitive playing, that would be a problem, and that would be a fix. Yeah, I do think that those changes do not fix anything. I cannot find anything they they fix. So I do not think they're right. I don't think they they're changes in the right direction. I don't think they're thoughtful. That's what I think. So I, I I did have a think about that as well, and uh, the only thing that those that that those really change is that maybe you will see a bigger differentiation of units, uh, because now you know I think bikers can do rod uh, or okay. vehicles can do, and I mean they always could do engage, but you know for me I'm dropping okay. cyber walls and think, bringing in landspeeder storms for example. So think, think about do they really? Those bikes, you mentioned bikes. Does that, they were, literally can do those missions now, but with those changes, can they really do those missions? They usually have a small number of models. Yeah. So they do not really can do Octavius data. And they do not, they cannot really do engage because they can drop under three models. Yeah, correct. So, does that really change the role of a bikers on the table? Really? Depends. <laughs> yeah, it does depend, but it's not, it doesn't, if you think it through, then you come up with conclusion that it's not an obvious fix. It's yeah. not like you include bikers in the role, so now bikers are useful. No, they would be useful with the previous uh, conditions to make those missions. But with new, they are not actually uh, useful for those purposes because uh, the other limitations get got in and uh, fooled them. Simply. Yeah, and they, they instantly become so, a target as well. So. And you basically, you proved that by by what you said like a minute ago. You, did, you said that you're thinking to drop wolves and, but you didn't want to get uh, your bikes in. You wanted no, to, get a, to get a speeder in. Right. Because it's a vehicle and you can do engage even if, if it's a one one model. Tell yep. me, why model for 50 points a speeder can make objective and a bike for 50 points cannot make engage? Where is the logic in that? There is none. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah. so, so as I said, I do not that changes really good. I don't mm -hmm. see how much, how what they actually, what they wanted to fix with them really, to just make a mess. And how and about one that we change that they force players to make unlogical, stupid changes that do not have any sense. And how opinion. about the changes to to the primary? I actually never I did not have an occasion to play with new primaries because they they did not come out yet. As far as I know, the only two missions came out, right? 
mm -hmm. uh, those from the GT final. All of them come out. I'll, I'll speak about them. We will be playing now with against Canada, one of the missions from GT final with new primary. And maybe after that, I'll, I'll have more to, to say about them. For now, it, it, it really, the only change I see um, with those no primaries is, I don't think the, 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 the thinking about primaries they will change in any way. Uh, I do think that uh, making plus three points for, for primaries for King Prince is just stupid. It's not like a real second, it's not like a real addition because it's not the thing you need to think much during the game, just kill things. You, you, you kill things anyway. So I don't think that's a good change. But, <clears throat> but I do think that people will do as much from primaries as they did before. The only change is you cannot pick a secondary emission secondary because they do not exist. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you are more limited to the secondaries you have in the rule book. And that's a problem because Games Workshop is a, such a smart beast that did not um, publish all the codices at once. There are armies that will wait for the codices for God knows know, how long. God knows how long. And those armies will struggle more with those new missions, with no primaries, new primaries, because they will not be able to choose mission secondary. They will have to change, to check, uh, to take different um, uh, secondaries. So codex, the uh, rulebook ones, mm -hmm. which are very limited. There were some changes to it made, but still, uh, you actually, you if your opponent made the army in such a way that it, denies you, bring it down, assassinate, uh, and so on, then you are left with uh, one battle for supremacy mission. Uh, and you need to have a way to take shadow operations. And those shadow operations are very, sometimes can be very tricky to do. And if you don't have anything to, to make to the last, then you, struggle after first secondary. You struggle with two other secondaries. And this is a problem for the code, for the armies that do not have codexes. So yep. I, I don't find that change really good right now. Maybe I'll maybe I'll be convinced after a while, but for now I don't I don't see the logic behind it. Yeah maybe just maybe it's too early to say. It would be good to see the whole spectrum yep. of missions. So yep. uh, let's wait until yep. they release that. So listen, I, I'm out of questions. Um, I think this was really informative. And I thank you for coming to the podcast and for sure, sharing sure. your knowledge. Hope, hope I didn't bore you to death. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about our listeners, but I was you know, listening uh, with uh, um, excitement. So I hope our listeners as well. Um, Listen, um, I know that you have an upcoming sparring with, with Canada. Uh, so maybe in the future we can talk about that. And sure. uh, and yeah, and I'll, I'll definitely reach out for an update on how this uh, army of renown plays. No problem. A pleasure. Yeah. Always a pleasure. All right. Then, yeah, I think that's everything. Thanks again. And sure. uh, to our listeners, please, you know, subscribe and follow us on, on different social media. Uh, we're also on all the podcasting platforms. So... Uh, 
you can give us a recommendation there as well. We're really counting on it because it helps us grow and uh, and increase our reach. So please go and click that subscribe button. Um, we would be much obliged. And with that, um, I thank you all. And until next time, see ya. See ya.